We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NRL Adoro Rugby League podcast. This season is Preoccupato per l'Isola. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. I'm Big T Views of my own. I'm recording these views on the cloud table in heaven with everyone's new favourite best friend, Odine. How are we doing, sir? Very well, mate. Ready to kick off the weekend. Uh, and that's the week, not the weekend. <laughs> It's been a big weekend. It's been a tiring weekend for you. Yeah, been draining. Um, Baby Bunny has decided to change her sleep schedule. And so as a result, um, my brain is mush. Um, So yeah, it's been been a tough one. And from what you reported, it happened from Thursday night. Yeah, so Friday morning, she woke up 4am. So she saw the South game or? Yeah, she (laughs) thought she Luckily she's, for she's her, bitter. she didn't have to watch it. She was yeah. already in bed, but she probably felt my energy she could feel it, pouring yeah. down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. So as you know, the list is a bit further down the, the track, and he, I was telling him on Sunday, it's game day. Well, since he's been like six months old, I've been saying it's game day, who do we go for? And he says, Tigers. Uh, it was one of the cutest videos I've ever got of him. But he, so now he's like, Tigers. And then I was like, if we win, he finally gets it, if we win, I'm, I'm in a real mood. And so I was like, if, if the Tigers beat the Bulldogs today, we get to say, Tigers win, Tigers win. And he already gets excited. But I was like, maybe the Bulldogs will win. He was like, yeah, maybe they'll win. And so then that game finished and I was just like, all right, let's eat dinner. <laughs> Did the Tigers, no, let's just eat dinner. I love you, but let's just eat dinner. We don't get to jump and sing. So I had the same, the same vibe, just maybe not for as long. Uh, as you. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Just want to give a quick shout out before we keep going to uh, Gilby, that blackness, the brother-in-law's brother-in-law, and Mario, who have all told me that they listen to the pod each week. Thanks, team. Commies versus feet fan. Souths were... Fucked. Can I do these three jokes before, before yeah, you launch? Yeah, go for it. At, they're all from the one guy. At Budunya. Souths haven't folded like this since 1999. <laughs> at Budunya. Rabbit struggling like Ray Warren calling a Pacific test. <laughs> and at Budunya, in their defence, it looks like Souths were really missing Wayne Bennett. Also in their defence, it looks like Souths were really missing Dragons attackers. Yes. Who's, <laughs> who is that? Budunya. Budunya. Mate, that's the goat. He was it, teeing it off. follow. That is, um, as much as it hurts, yeah. he's, got a, he's got a good sense of humor. He's a legend. And also, he jumps on any time he sees someone who he really likes getting served up by some absolute troll on Twitter. He backs the troll. Like, oh. yeah, it's so good. He just says things like, feed a bra, like tries to encourage that guy to like have a go. He's, yeah. he's one of the best. He uh, gets it, uh, social media. Yeah, yeah, he definitely. And he's an acquired taste, but once you, once you get a taste, he's, he's the goat. Anyway, tell me about, tell me about it. Um, mate, that's probably the worst half of footy that first half that I've seen from South in years. Mm-hmm. Like they just, 
I, don't, I just don't understand how first grade footy side misses the tackles that they were missing. So, so the, the coach put it on Ilias because at the mm. bad guy Chapo said Ilias got hooked. Um, 30 minutes in. In, yeah. Now, yeah. he's not missing those tackles. That's why I wanted to quickly jump in because no. I thought, saw it as a defensive problem. But No, he, um, I mean, he dropped the first ball, which put us under that pressure. But we should have been able to absorb that pressure. We're fresh, you know. The, I mean, you, you get paid to absorb that pressure and we're both similar sort of place on the table so you, you would have expected much more of a contest but um, yeah I really didn't understand him hooking Ilias mm. um, I thought especially for a young half um, you know the the detriment that that could do to his game into the future is probably not worth when you're already down 30 points like is hooking your halfback going to get you back in the game or is it sending a message um, or does he know something that we don't know? Did Ilias have, you know, family drama during the week or maybe his head wasn't in the game? Um, oh, or the, the other side of that maybe is that there was a game plan and Ilias immediately went away from it and the coach was like, got a message to him, I said fucking this, do this, and he still didn't do it, maybe. Yeah, I mean, could be. I, I was trying to sort of come up with reasons mm. for why to make it look less harsh um, and less reactionary. It yeah. sort of seemed like he just went, oh, the f- what's happening mm. get him off get you know mm. Taff on which I mean Taff's a solid player but I don't think he's he's not a game breaker which is what we needed at that time and nor is Ilias but I think he just needed to change something and he sort of saw that as the right option for whatever reason if Taff was Trell and you're bringing Trell back in and you, you kind of get okay you bump Cody Nicarima or something to the halves and bring Trell on because we didn't think we would need to but now we do that kind of makes sense. Like, okay, you're in a lot of trouble for trailing. But I don't think there's anyone on your bench that's worth sabotaging halves. Because then for the next 15 minutes, there were a bunch of fourth, fifth tackle plays where people end up with the ball going, going ball, yeah. yeah, looking left and right, trying to find out what to do. And that, yeah. that didn't look like it helped. No, it was it was ugly, man. Um, but we won the second half. And you get points for that, don't you? Yeah. Well, Tigers do, in my <laughs> mind. So we're doing well on the table in the second half table. Um, yeah, that was a, it was a rough game to watch. I, I was dumbfounded I was just so shell-shocked I couldn't believe what was happening they seemed to score every single time they got the ball there was like a 15 minute period where we didn't touch it yeah it was just yeah I just can't explain it what about our boy Cookie at Gene Irvine 12 if it's not apparent from this performance tonight Damien Cook should not 100% not be the throwing half for the Blues and at Adam Hux 2 Damien Cooked mm, yeah I mean had a better second half but was definitely. really bad yeah, I, I just think the difference between Cookie's best and his worst game is getting further and further apart. That's a great shout. Um, because he does have games where he will lay on a few tries, score one himself, um, you know, and, and he looks every bit the Australian and New South Wales hooker. Um, but in terms of just consistency, constantly providing a threat out of dummy half, um, going to the right person, mm. like he's, he seems to make the wrong decision more and more regularly now like he runs when it's not on or when no one's ready to support him or he'll pass to the wrong side of the rock or whatever it is um i'm sort of noticing that a lot more and yeah. i'm also noticing that players like appy and and reed marnie aren't doing that they might not be the sort of player who can score a 40 meter try out of nothing like he can occasionally um but just in terms of consistently putting the ball in the right spot and getting your team moving in the right sort of ways uh, I definitely think there are better hookers in, you know, and maybe Freddie has seen that and that's why he's brought 
Appy mm. onto the bench for New South Wales. The other part of that is that his lack of kicking game is really obvious when nothing else is working for him. Um, because at least, particularly Marnie, Marnie's got an excellent kicking game and, and Appy can kick too. So it was, you know, gets, his, his, the things that he can't do look way more obvious now that the things he can do aren't working well for him. Yeah, I think it's so weird. Two years ago, he started developing a kicking yeah. game really close to the line. Yeah, and it was great. Man. And I was like, oh, well, there we go. Now he's the complete mm. hooker. Mm. Like he's doing a bit of everything, but he's just gone away from it, whether he's been told to stay away from that. But I think with... If you, you know, hook your halfback though in a game, all of a sudden, shit, we really should have coached the, the, the hooker had a kick. Exactly. Well, I mean, you lose Reynolds, you think, oh, surely, yeah. you, surely you want another option. Because <laughs> the, the kicks, Cody's got a decent sort of mid-range grubber into the end goal mm. to try and get a repeat set. And he can put up some high balls that land on or close to the line. Um, but those really close ones where you've got to get the angle just right, you've got to know exactly where to put it for your chases. Um, that's what Reynolds did perfectly and that's what a hooker can do from their you know their little spot right behind the ruck um but yeah massive hole and it's something that defenses don't have to worry about mm. coming up against the house yeah that's they true. either go oh he's going to run or he's going to pass and that's mm. it and they can sort of sh- shift their focus and bring it in a little closer and quickly at steph's at steph pets hi at nrl underscore dragons this is a moment in time where i just wanted to say i love you and at Woodwards underscore Wood, hey, Ben Hunt at uh, TMAC said, Ben Hunt, three daily endpoints. And at Ryan T. Jansen, I love you, Benny. I mean, he's, well, I'm not going to talk about Ben Hunt because we talk about him we every week, but him, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that it was documented that the Dragons fans were having an absolute time. I hate their team currently still, except for Ben Hunt. Uh, and I really like those juniors coming through. Yeah, it was just too many of the scumbags. But loved their supporter base. So it's great to see them enjoying themselves. Score? Uh, 32 to 12. Yeah. Uh, 32 sure. points in the first half to the Dragons, 12 <laughs> in the second to the Bunnies. So it's, you know, one apiece, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the 3 2 1 for that, the Dragons got. Blake Laurie got four points, I should say. Ben Hunt got 2.8, and Makali Ravalavo got 1.4. The South, uh, Keon Kolomatangi got the 2.34. Mark Nichols got 1.58. You know you're not playing well when Mark Nichols is pulling points. And Damien Cook got 0.79. Scored that last try, set up one. That's obviously what they've looked at there. I think Mark Nichols came on it because our forwards were getting bullied before that. And, you know, Totola and Tom Burgess are big boppers. And I rate them usually, but Mm. they just weren't there. And he came on and changed that momentum a bit. So I rate that call. Yeah. Um, The GOAT. As they call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Burgess, I remember in that game, looked rattled. Uh, anyway, that was just the Damien Cook one was just one of those classic ones that Mario hated because Mario gets tagged in all of the uh, Dalian point things. And so Mario, it appears that Mario looks for the one thing he disagrees with in each one and then has a go. And it was easy to find Damien Cook in that one. Paramatasala versus Chicken Chow. We're going to start with at Nat underscore Sinclair 93. This is a highly enjoyable game. Sounds like it's a great one to be at as well. Finals vibes. Now, that was the first half. How did you see... I mean, the Roosters really took a challenge to them. How did you see that first half? Um, great game of footy. The Eels... If the Eels play the way they did in that game, wrap the comp Premiership. Yeah. yeah, they beat everyone. The way they move the ball. They've got a power game and then right on the back of that or sometimes even within their power game because you look at players like Junior Paulo who's you know a brutally big man um, but he has these silky skills the way they sort of marry those two things 
um, when they're at their best is it's the best footy to watch, yep. to be honest, in the comp. Yeah. Um, well, for, for mine anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Roosters did do pretty well to, to stay with them. Um, you know, some moments of individual brilliance made that scoreline look better than I think the Eels' dominance really was. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was um, that was a, a great game to watch. Great for great for the fans. Yeah, because it was everyone was waxing lyrical about how it could have been the best game of the season. I think the second half probably let the Roosters down a bit. Even though I think they were the only ones who scored. They just didn't look better than the Eels. Offloading is fast becoming possibly my favourite part. I didn't realise how much I loved it, but when you were watching those Eels forwards throw three, four in a play, yeah. one guy's getting tackled. I mean, Ryan Madison, I don't know how he didn't get selected for New South Wales, who I always thought was okay but didn't rate him. In this game, I was like, Jesus, wept, this guy's killing it. Some of the offloads he was doing on that one were Benji Marshall if he was 180 kilos. And so, and then they would score off those, some of their best tries of the year, and yet... um. And, and that was near impossible to contain. So I agree. If they, if they keep that kind of stuff up, the Bulldogs at the moment over the last two weeks have been playing the most fun brand of football, but Eels are the only ones shouting at them. At Jason NRL, it's so strange that the Eels can change the angles out wide and hit short sides like this, but just totally forget about how to do it sometimes. I don't get it. Yeah. And that's exactly what you and I were talking about. How can you be this great and this stupid? They're like the Damien Cook of the team. How can your, 100%. your bigger and your worse and your best is getting further and further apart? Yeah, it must be so frustrating for Brad Arthur to come out and just be like, "What? Where was this last week? Yeah, this was the game plan last week." Yeah. yeah, yeah. I tell you the same thing every week. Hold on to the ball and school tries. Yeah, yeah. They, um, like you said, offloads. I think they're becoming such a, a valuable part of the game, and um, some teams can win without them. But uh, a lot of teams, like like you said, the Dogs now. I mean, Pangai Junior offloads like six yeah. times in a tackle. He's terrifying. Offloads yeah. to himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it just, it's so often now that if you get a late offload, you've got three people on you and the defensive lines move back another 10 metres. It's an easy eight metres for your team to sneak if mm. you can get that ball free. Um, and when you're doing it, that really sort of, it changes that momentum because the defence sort of gets set and goes, okay, we've got a little breather and then I've got to look at these lines. You're like, oh, hold on, I've got to go, go, go again mm. and start moving. Um, and it just sort of throws out I see it throwing out defensive patterns and that's when some attacking teams just thrive and some defensive teams can crumble. Mm. Um, but it's so good to watch. Yep. When you just see an arm sort of pop out of nowhere and this ball gets flung around the corner, yeah. it's magic. And also Reid Marnie being that aware and having that kind of beautiful passing game that he gets that offload and then launches it 25 metres to Mitchell Moses, who's a running half, or Dylan Brown, who's a running half. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah, different part of the when field. It works. People who sort of switched off over on you know that third of the field, like, okay, that tackle's made, I can just chill for a bit. And yeah. all of a we'll sudden, people are running at you. <laughs> yeah, well, you just start talking about, you know, make sure we switch on the ball. Oh, shit, it's now happening. Yeah. 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 That score? Uh, the score in that one was 26 to 16. Uh, and the three to one, the Eels had Junior Paula. There's your guy, 3.95. Sean Lane, 2.61. And Ryan Madison, 1.32. There's your power game right there. Sure, All forwards. forwards. Yeah. <laughs> and then for Roosters, Billy Smith got 3.12. Lindsay Collins got 2.08. And Angus Crichton got 1.04, who is in some of the worst, uh, in my opinion, some of the worst form of his career. career. Somehow yeah. jagging points and somehow getting an origin selection. Oh, I don't get it. Yeah, a few of those changes that Freddie's made boggle my mind. Yeah, to yeah. Be honest. yeah. Um, but yeah, Ryan Madison, 
Sean Lane, Junior Paulo, exactly what we said. They're all big bodies. They've all got skills. Yep. Um, Sean Lane, I'd, I'm, I've got to apologise publicly as well because the whole time I'd watched that guy, I was always like, man, he also got to cop, I guess, some duds for their salary cap. But I was wrong. Whoever was IDing that guy and going, no, he'll get good, he'll get good, was not me, and I was wrong. Yeah, he's like a, he looks like a stretched-out Uncle Fester. Like he's got really big bags <laughs> under his eyes, the bald head. Um, but, yeah, skills, big body. Um, I remember... I can't remember who I was listening to. Uh, might have been the guru. And he was saying that it's really important in a forward pack to have all different size bodies. Like if you've got everyone who's six foot two and they're all built like a fridge, um, it gets predictable. You know where to hit them to bring them down. You know how to tackle them. When you've got a tall, thin bloke, a short, stocky bloke, right. a junior Paulo, a Ryan Madison who looks like a Greek god, mm. like all these different sort of shapes, you're constantly adjusting your tackle technique and you have mm. to, to to wrap the ball up or to... Um, you know, to make sure that you're, you know, stopping an arm that's going to get right. get free and offload, um, and that's something I really noticed about that Eagles pack is they're just all different sort of yeah, shapes. Yeah, right. Um, Great shout. Makes it hard for the D. And finally, Unspace versus your mighty West Tigers. Thank God we've got an NRLW team coming soon. Uh, <laughs> Twitter was certainly going along with one major storyline at Din Dijango's. Luke Brooks is a fucking loser. He was a winner in lower grades with, checks notes, Teddy as fullback. <laughs> He's done. At Adam Hux 2, God, Brooks is terrible. The Tigers aren't really paying him a million dollars next year, are they? At underscore Nick, 03 underscore Hastings, for the love of holy, please stop getting tackled on fourth tackle. Mm. At Bryson's Oyeb, Bryson, ha ha ha, he is the worst footballer I've ever seen. How much longer are we supposed to watch this C-bomb? And at underscore, 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 Brad, underscore, 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 get Dewey on, I beg. Oh, and underscore, 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 Brad's got Dewey as his profile pic. Yeah. Big fan there. <laughs> well, uh. I mean, wow, it, it's been a sad time on the island. I mean, and, and of course, me and uh, and a whole bunch of other people, but particularly Westlife Pod, have been talking waxing lyrical about Luke Brooks Island for the longest time. We had a T-shirt and everything, but even they were off him at Westlife Pod. Luke Brooks has been in the mag. Oh, Luke Brook has to be in the Magpie jersey next week. Surely this is the end. The island is closed. We've filed for bankruptcy. Trade him for a washing machine. Tell me, Ouch. I mean, <laughs> did you? I'm not, I'm not sure if you got to watch the highlights or whatever for this game, but the. Any any vibe off that? I watched the first half. Yeah, well, that's um, enough. I felt like yeah, I felt like um, I don't know. It's just weird. Like he does, he's got all the skills, but I think I think he's got to go to fourteen. I think you need oh, okay. Hastings at seven and Dewey at six. I think. And then we get rid of if he wants and Jock Madden. Jock Madden will yeah yeah. Um, I don't think. There's enough for him to offer the Tigers, or he goes to another club and sees if he can sort of refresh his career. Yes, he's not giving you what he owes you, really, for what you're paying him. Unfortunately, mm. um, which I hate to say, because from everything I've heard and seen, he seems like a great team guy. Mm. Um, Busts his ass at training, uh, from all reports. Always a positive vibe, and then you know. Tries, he's obviously trying his hardest, but it's yeah. just not working. And, um, I'm sure he doesn't read these tweets, but um, you know that sort of vibe would get back to him. He probably heard a few things shouted at him yeah. on the weekend. You know, like it's it's 
It's a tough gig being a professional sportsman. Jeez. Particularly in that pivot role where he's making so many decisions. And I mean, I, I love the guy and, and am constantly at pains to defend him, but was feeling the heat in that game. And then I think with about eight minutes to go, we're going left to come see him on last. And he kicks the ball that dead kick. on the full. And oh, I was like, kick, oh, this yeah. guy, this poor fucking guy. Because... I mean, you, you and I often play touch football together against extremely low opposition, and there are still times where after 15 minutes I try and put in a little grub on myself, which with no, almost no pressure, no pressure, mildly gassed, and I'll just fucking shank it, something savage. Yeah. And it's always in those moments that I think, Jesus, if, how the fuck do professionals do this yeah. after 80 minutes and with all of that pressure and the game on the line? Yeah couple of 120 kilo monsters <laughs> barreling down at yeah. you just... and I have never been tackled in that game and those guys have been tackled 40 or 50 anyway so I mean I have not a non-stop credit for him or I have just even more love and appreciation for the guys who aren't getting bustled out of games because I can understand why Luke is because mm. it's so hard to play this game but unfortunately there's a bunch of players who play the sport who don't so he's starting to look further and further away than everyone else yeah do you know if you've got anyone coming through the lower grades in the halves know anyone that they could sort of start looking at as a succession plan? Well, no, I think it's supposed to be the guys we've got now. I think it's supposed to be Dwayne and and Hastings. Hastings. That's why we bought Hastings. Mm. Uh, and they're quite they're young enough. And Hastings, sorry, Dwayne keeps talking about how he's here. He's not tapping out. He wants the Tigers to work well. This is his team. It, this is his junior club team. He wants like a, a, it was his team that he loved when he was a kid. So he really wants to see it finally do good. And and they can do it. I know our not the reserve grade, not the West Tigers, but the not the West Magpies, sorry, but the West Tigers below them are killing it. So that's you know that's another five or so years ago away, and they'll mm. get pillaged a bit by other teams. So by the Roosters, yeah, what? Well, yeah, by I mean anyone. At Dom Sullivan eighteen also tweeted, "I apologise for the negativity and the dramatics, but after a decade of just spinning wheels, I just don't know why I continue to put so much effort into this football side." I'll forever support my club, but no longer in love with it. And Dom was oh. summing up a lot of people. I mean, I'm, I'm not singling Dom out. I'm using Dom as a, as a highlight of, or an example of a lot of what I saw on the, on the thing. The poor fans go through, maybe this could be the year. We trickle into that, just over that line. And then so much of the year is just tweets like this on, on the West Tigers supporter base. I just, I'm confused. I don't know how you can support a club but not love it. I'd rather love the club, but just never watch them again. <laughs> you know, yeah. surely that's easier. Yeah. Well, I was I was with my uh, nephews for this Sunday afternoon. Their dad's a dogs fan. Luckily, he, he left that night to go for a work event. I didn't even know. So he had to sit with me at Lycott Over while we beat the dogs. But then he, I was lucky enough to be blessed and I have to sit and watch with him. But I kept telling the family, like, let's not watch it. Let's go and do something else. And they were like, T, what are you talking about? Like, you love the Tigers. Like, I, I do love the Tigers. That's why I don't want to watch them just in case. Yeah. And then we were into the, I think some, some stupid dogs went wide, man. And I remember it was the intercept and I just was shouting, why are we watching this game? <laughs> Somebody turn this off. I can't deal with this. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts watching them. Probably, uh, anyway. probably taken a few years, shaved a few years at the end. The <laughs> <Yeah>. end. <laughs> but um, those poor, I also was like apologizing to my nephews just going, I don't know why I did this to you or my son. I'm so sorry. And they were like, I don't think it hurts them as much. They're like, that's all right, don't worry about it. Yeah. I was just like, I don't think you understand. The dogs just beat us and jumped us on the table. The Titans and Warriors are below us and they've already beaten us. And we're just about to play the Warriors again for their first game back in New Zealand. We're going to get absolutely pumped. Do you reckon the NRL has set that up, given the, <laughs> given the Warriors an icing? Yeah. They're like, oh, you're going to play the Storm and yeah, Mount Smart, but you whoop. know what? <laughs> yeah. We, we, we owe it to you to give you the Tigers at an absolute slump. 
Anyway, I also want to talk uh, about the dogs because they were great. And as I said, there's such a fun game of football recently. So first, let's mm. look at Burton. At Kyle underscore Waller 2. I'll say it again. Burton has the best king game in the league. He also deserved his origin selection. So let's talk about him. Yeah, big time. I, I, I mean, I thought this was probably his worst game that I've watched yep. for ages. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, a couple of his kicks didn't come off. Um, you know, he got caught with the ball a few times. Um, but from what he's done so far this year and last year with the Panthers, I think he deserves a, a start. If you've got no turbo and no trail to play in the centres, you might as well sort of look. Because um, I think they're going to go, what, Crichton in one, at one centre and... Burton on the other, I guess. Burton the other. Um, yeah, I think as a Queensland fan, I think that worries me. Because um, yeah. you've got a, another playmaking option out wide. Um, uh, and I think Crichton's just a, a sort of a solid centre, like his physical attributes and what he can do with the footy in hand. Yeah, um, I think worries me. And then Burton on the other side can run the footy. He's got a great left foot step, but yeah. also like he can feed the ball or make he makes the right options. He's got that playmaker's brain. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah that concerns me. I think it's a, a good call by Freddie. I just want to pivot while we're talking about those centre things. At Jack O'Mara tweeted, if New South Wales run with Birdo and Crichton, which we're assuming, at centre, it will make his 10th State of Origin game in a row where Freddie doesn't name two players at centre who are playing centre for the club. Game 2, 2019, Travojevic and Whiten. Game 3, Travojevic and Whiten. Game 1, 2020, Gutherson, Whiten. Gutherson, Whiten. In Game 1, 2021, Mitchell Travojevic, Mitchell Travojevic, Mitchell Travojevic. And now this will be... Obviously, in game the game one twenty twenty two, we had Stags and Whiten, and yeah. so this one would be Burton and Crichton. Yeah, what a stat! Cool. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's great. What's he got against New South Wales? <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I just saw Burton. He, he terrified me all game. Every time he kicked the ball, it often came off. Like there were some great ones. He, he's just he's killing it. So good on him. And then also a big shout out to Curtis at Man at Andrew Macker twenty seven. Curtis fucking Moran. Vindication, local junior, legend on debut, scores. There's photos of all this kid who's just like in Bulldogs jerseys. They're all signed. He's like doing these ones with players when he's like eight. Goes through the entire ranks. First game, place is wild. Like the stadium looked like it was really enjoying itself. And then he scores that try, number 17, I think he was. And he's celebrating before he scores into the into the kennel or whatever and scores and the place just went all the players were already celebrating as well because they knew Ooh. so fun it was yeah, chi- I got tingles I got tingles watching even if it was against me I was like well I mean the game wasn't close by then so I was letting I was happy for the Dogs fans who've been actually copying it for a really long time as well that's really awesome it. you love those stories yeah, yeah, yeah. there it is yeah there it is that's right <laughs> and then he absolutely copped the worst HIA later in the game and he was just oh, I'm good I'm good I'm good he was riding the he was riding the uh Adrenaline, stomach, savage, and they were like, "You've got to get off." Yeah. I don't care how excited you are, get the hell off the. We're gonna get, we'll, we'll get penalised later. Score. Uh, the score was thirty-six to twelve. And uh, we're got an NRLW team coming to soon. Can't wait to have him twice in one weekend for me. Dogs got Avrilo was three. Pango Junior was two. Out of car was one. Had a great game too. Uh, and Mundalism also said honourable mentions to Flanagan, Marshall King, Jackson, and. For Tyler Mariner, and for Tyler Mariner is another one who's come back and he's just so good. He said, great team performance. I actually thought it was Burton's worst performance of the year so far. Mm. Tigers, he gave three to Nofaluma, two to Tylungi, and one to Lil. He said, dishonourable mention to Brooks's kicking game. Ish. Um, mate, how about that try Nof scored? He had no room there. He's 
He can All do power. some incredible things. Yeah, he never gives up. He, even when he thinks he's being tackled, he does it even when he's returning like kick chases. He just doesn't believe he's tackled until he's actually on the floor. Mm. Uh, even when someone's got a hand on him, you have to see him still running or stepping or doing something because he just he believes he in himself. He never gives up on it, yeah. yeah. Um, and I like that Kelmatolangi guy. I yep. like the look of him. He's come um, along. Is he staying at the club? I can't remember if he's the one who's going. To Manly. going. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it is. I, I think he is. Anyway, he reminds me a bit of um, Ola Kawatu. Yeah, he's a bit of a rampaging boar and loves getting his shoulder stuck in there in defence. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've got raps on him. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Now my nephews I don't think did tip in the end. So tell me tell me who you're vibing about. We'll just do a quick fire ones. Seagulls Storm. Oh, I'd be tipping the storm in yeah. that one. But they usually have pretty good games, those two teams. Should be good. Knights-Titans. That's possibly the game of the round. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans. Wow, because the Knights looked really good the other day and then choked in the end. Yeah, I just love Tino. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Panthers-Roosters. Uh, that'll be a good game. I'm going to tip the Roosters. Upset. Oh, Origin people out? No. Aren't they? No, because we've got a weekend away. Like, we got oh, the standalone that. weekend. Okay, I'll we'll go back to the Panthers then. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to go Panthers and a landslide. I reckon the Roosters are done. Bulldogs, Sharks. Uh, oh, let's keep the dream alive, the doggies. Yeah, I mean, there's a part of me that wants that too. I'm worried that they'll have that they'll lose a bit of momentum, but I would love to see that. Cowboys, Broncos. Uh, ooh, good, good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be game of the round. Yeah. A derby. I'll go the Cowboys. Yeah, but I, I reckon... Reynolds I could, are still out. Yeah, I, I can see the Bulldogs winning there. Mm. Eels, Rabbits. Oh, Bunnies. Yeah, that could be good too. Bounce back bunnies. Uh, Warriors, Tigers in New Zealand for the first time since 2019. It's got to be Warriors. No, it doesn't. Dragons, Raiders. <laughs> um, ooh, good game. Benny Hunt and the Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, he has a couple of those that could be good. Also, I'm worried about looking at the comp because I know on my family ones I've dropped down dramatically. And then in our work one, I am just above you. And you and I are at the absolute bottom of who's still tipping. Unless oh, you've no, stopped still, tipping. I've stopped tipping, Well, I'm sorry. at the bottom of the people who are still tipping. <laughs> I haven't put my tips in for a few weeks now. Um, then, so I've been getting the away teams, yeah. I think. Pat Picanti, yeah, we only got two this week. Pat Picanti's on seven, Miguel's on six, and everyone else who anyone would know. Isn't there? I mean, Palmer's, Chicken Palmer's all the way at the bottom, so that's always good to see. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Mitz. We've talked about New South Wales. Yeah, mate. I, um, I mean, my big wow moment was Souths um, playing the worst game of footy that I've seen from anyone for years. Um, made it really tough to watch the footy over the rest of the weekend because they kept comparing everyone to Souths and they're all better. Um, Even the Tigers, on, I appreciate that. On this weekend, yeah. I disagree. Um, I mean, I'm mainly just thinking about that first, <coughs> first half. Um, but I actually wanted to ask you about the NRLW because uh, I'm a bit confused. I keep seeing Jess Surgis, um, Kezi Apps wearing Tigers kit. Are they going to be playing for them 
this season. So they'll be playing. We don't play this year. So we've still got the 2022 yeah, season to do, uh, and then the 2023 one starts next year. They play for our New South Wales Hope Normans Premiership team, and so they'll that's like the reserve grade leading up into the NRLW. So they'll still play for the Roosters and the Dragons this year. But then their contract negotiations for 2023, I think, start after that. Although this year they started during the finals, and it was really annoying. Um, the the coach of the Dragons, who used to play... He's got headgear. Jamie Sauer. Jamie Sauer, thanks. He was in the media getting really upset about how he's doing contract negotiations the same week he's trying to get ready for the final, so the grand final. Yeah. So it seems to be going year to year at the moment, um, which means that a lot of players will be available for the Tigers. I know Bo's injured, and so hopefully Bovede Welsh is good after the World Cup at the end of this year, and then we can sign up for 2023. But also, we just have, we're one of the best pathway clubs for women's football in Australia, so... Even even if we can't get heaps of marquee ones, there'll be some. That we have so many great girls coming through that that will be great. Thanks for letting me think about that as well, not the NRLM because, boy howdy, <laughs> the uh, the uh, yeah the girls team should be great. Or I'm going to watch us lose twice on a weekend. I don't know. The hyper M's didn't get finished in time, and so poor David has been hassling people to try and get the table in for this week, but he didn't get it done in time. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous. Uh, we found our way to the end of another ep. A few legends to listen all the way through. Thank you. We hope you get whatever they buy, whatever dummy you're trying to sell. Give this podcast five stars. Tell it your friends. Odin, you are a pleasure as always in the cloud. Mate, always a pleasure, never a chore. <laughs> Enjoy your sport. That gets me every week. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials and we'll talk to you next time. Sports best friends. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.